Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 581 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the City of Vine. A little spooky season episode, as it's the day before Halloween and the day after my birthday, and getting old is scary, everybody. Uh, it's KB yeah. coming at you from Underground Studios, and joining me is the one and only People's Champ, the host with the most, Mr. Patty Pitts. Burr, 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 burr. What's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, man. We chilling. We're in the cave right now doing uh We just caught up on all our wrestling from the weekend. We finally watched all of it. We're catching up on the Pats because we're going live from the Gillette Gazette from our own Yard of Streams right after this. So catching up on that. I wish the outcomes were better, but that's why we have the Militia on the Nonsense Sports Network, too. Help me get through this atrocious Patriot season because I could be running this team a whole lot better than how it's being run right now. Good to have you back, man. It's been a while. It is. It has been a while. It, it's been a minute. We've been we're, busy, bro. We're, we're in busy. our October bender that we have just been on the last two years, and I will gladly take October benders of successful sports every single month of my life, if possible. Um, go check out our. Our ode to Red October 2023 episode that just dropped uh, earlier this week. But we've got a lot to dive into from the birds, the flyers. Huh? Huh? What? We're talking hockey. Uh, The Sixers surprisingly off to a good start. Huh? What? Is Pat Bev going to retire as a Sixer because he was born to play here? What? Huh? And we'll talk some MLS as well because I was pseudo-informing Patty Pitts on the MLS playoff format, and he's got some takes. Plus, we got Pitsy's power rankings, a whole lot more. That's that's why you come here. That's why you tune into the episode. Before we get into it, make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok threads, Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. And follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five star rating and review. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're in we're in an unofficial um subscriber uh like marathon with Pitsy's wrestling channel um, because they hit a thousand. So now we have to hit a thousand. Um, so we're at 619. It's pretty good. I'd like to hit 700 before Thanksgiving. I think it's possible. Absolutely. If not more. <clears throat> no, we can get more. Come on. Get and I did say on streamer season, if we are within 150 subscribers, before the end of the year has to be in that time frame 
We'll do a subathon on YouTube. Oh. We'll do oh. a subathon on YouTube. <clears throat> if we get to if we get to 850 subscribers by December 1. Subathon, sub-a-thon? goes down before the end of the year to get us to 1000. Oh. I think it's a smart idea. I love I love thons. <laughs> big thon. <guy. laughs> I'm a big thon guy. Just champion what I mean. of the thons. I'm the champ- champion. <laughs> that thon 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 thon. He's champion thon of the peeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and of course, this show is presented by the City of Vineland and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar. Features city organized, city sponsored, and city affiliated events that are of public interest. And we mentioned this on the most recent episode. Pits, uh, City of Vineland has loved what we've done so much so far. Uh, that even before this one-year contract with them has come to a close, they are re-upping with us for 2024. Huge. Huge. Thank you. Good to have them back in our corner. Love having our city backing us. Um, So check out that municipal calendar uh, at the City of Vineland website. And the calendar is accessible at vinelandcity.org. It's a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. A big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy! The birds are flying to 7-1, baby. Best record in the NFL flying high down with the commanders sweep the season series and it's all brought to you by our awesome merch partners at phi apparel company the best in the game gear up for this stretch run of the birds gear up for the flyers the sixers the union who are in the playoffs and one win away from advancing to the next round of the mls cup playoffs uh or rep your favorite underground sports philadelphia podcasts because our official podcast merch is there as well. We're working on some stuff for Black Friday that should be coming out hopefully very, very soon. Just submitted some other things too uh, from various uh, franchises on our network too that will hopefully be in the store sooner rather than later. But go to phiapparel.co so you can stand out in the crowd, and when you go to check out, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders. Most effective and direct way to support us in a monetary state. Uh, and if you want to, which you should, when you get your merch, tag us, tweet at us, show us your merch. We want to see where you're rocking it from. We'll repost it. We'll post it on our stories, on Instagram, all that good stuff. PHIapparel.co, code underground, 10% off your order. Pitsy, the birds take down the Washington Commanders. Once again, 38-31. to I don't know what it is, but I have since made the comparison that the commanders are to the eagles as the miami marlins are to the philadelphia phillies they are just a thorn in our side they are pesky annoying frisky and just are out to cause us trouble um and make us feel pain for as long as they can and it was said on the broadcast that the commanders treat the eagles like their most important game of the year 
And I'd agree with that. you wonder why they don't make the playoffs because they their Super Bowl is just playing the Eagles twice a year. Well, the thing is that the Commanders aren't a bad team. They're not a great team either. They're just good in you know, especially on offense with McLaren and Howell now. You know, their defense is definitely their weakest point. But they're just pesky. When you have a guy like Riverboat Ron as your coach, and I see them being more of that team that will score points rather than defending them, and they match up well against the Eagles for a division rival, like the one that, you know, younger brother trying to beat the older brother, but it just, you know, one out of ten times may happen. And that's how I view that this rivalry, we'll say. It's funny because, like, I don't, as an Eagles fan, I don't even view the Commanders as, like, a full-on rival like I do with the Giants or the Cowboys or, like, even now, like, it's it's a fabricated rivalry just from a fan perspective, but, like, the 49ers, and that's mostly just because both teams are good right now. Uh, yeah, it's like a modern, it's a, it's a present-day rivalry. Like, I feel like the Vikings are more of a rival for the Eagles at this point. Just because there's playoff history there, we seem to play each other every year, and it's one of those just like inner conference rivals that the Vikings just haven't gotten the best of the Eagles ever uh, since that Tuesday night snow game with Joe Webb. But uh, oh jeez, since then it's been all Eagles all the time, and that's the fun part about that is because we we took what's ours, and that's beating them. Um, maybe they'll take what was once ours and sign Carson Wentz. Now that Kirk Coupons is unfortunately done for the season with a dude. Imagine, season. imagine he just needs to go home, back to the Midwest, upper Midwest, find himself. And who would be a better replacement for Kirk Cousins? What a perfect, like honestly, would really. What a perfect addition to that photo we talked about months ago. Of him. Oh my God! Imagine like purple purple cleats. That that really makes the outfit of that. It just, he, just, it, he just puts yellow Viking braids in his helmet, like the mascot. I just would love to see Kirk Cousins in a – not Kirk Cousins, uh, Carson Wentz in a Vikings uniform and at least playing. in Sam Bradford's footsteps. It's kind of like just get your it's bag. full circle because we traded Sam Bradford be. there in order for Carson Wentz to start. That would be a whole full circle moment. But imagine Carson Wentz in the Vikings – how hilarious that would be because he'd have like two or three decent drives where you think there's hope. And then he tries to do too much on that fourth one. And, and he's in the just... same division as Jared Goff, the number one and number two draft picks in 2016. You mean Jared Goff, future MVP? Yeah. Pause. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to the birds. Uh, Brian Johnson still makes me want to pull my hair out with his play calling early in games. Um, why Kenneth Gainwell was in the game as much as he was to start this game over DeAndre Swift made me want to pull my hair out. You can't be doing that to me, Brian Johnson. I'm, I'm too old for that. Too old for that. Kenneth Gainwell fumbling the way that he did cost the Eagles points. Um, and then allegedly he was responding to Instagram DMs at halftime. There was a video and a photo that surfaced. Wait, on... the, Gainwell or the coach? Gainwell. That's electric. I, I like. What are that, you doing, pal? Like, dude, that is so. This generation of sports where we're just taking out our phones at halftime and we're we're responding to the haters. So just somebody, not even remotely interested in what's going on in the game in front of us. Oh. Somebody DM Kenny Gainwell at two o six p.m. 
Okay, that's that's uh. Yeah, Hold on quarter. to the football, you fucking bum. Okay, classic. Angry to fans. which Kenneth Gainwell allegedly responded, "Little boy, don't text me." No, what time was that text sent? Uh, doesn't say, but it's like an immediate like follow up. I gotta find the video that shows it. And then the person said, "Get off your phone. Just use some Smart glue. Phone. I'm trying to win it all. Keep grinding, though." <laughs> You gotta end with have, you know, like, hey, kill all your phone, but keep grinding, though, man. <laughs> like, just end it positive to hope, like, you delivered. I don't know. That's yeah. Here's this. Why are recording. we? Oh, I hate. Two oh six, and then it was responded to at two two twenty eight. That was like half. There's no shot that it was someone on his social team, right? I hope. I mean, I don't know, but that's that crazy. could be an issue. Like maybe because a lot of these if that's guys, real. That's crazy. If the yeah, if he actually took his phone at halftime, responded, maybe you just need to get a little anger out. Maybe you just need to vent, like lash out to just a no name screen to get out whatever frustration you have to get back like, on the field. I'm okay with that, but I mean, Kenny why Boy we has at our not phones? had Kenny Boy has not had the best season so far. Yeah, and he really hasn't. I don't know about you, but to me, like if that's real, that's an automatic inactive next week. There's no need for that to be happening. And the fact that the Eagles still are making Rashad Penny inactive every single week after you signed him in free agency makes no sense to me. Is he hurt? No. That's what I thought. He's not hurt, but like it's I have crazy. Him, like, to back it's up and crazy. handcuff Swift. Why is Boston Scott not seeing the the field? That too. What is, what is what is going on there? That too. Is he really like they only use him for Giants games? Like is all that hail no the thing? New York Giants. That's what he, like I started him in because I legitimately had no depth at running back. I started Swift and Boston Scott. I'm like, all right, Boston Scott's at least due for five carries in the red zone, and he got none. Like, what are we doing here? And like Jalen Hurts. Never received the snap on the the one yard fumble that the on the attempted tush push, so that was unfortunate in this game. Um, but people complaining about the Eagles' defense in this one. Sure, there were there were miscues early in the game, but you can't you can't say that the Eagles' defense has been a problem this year. There have been injuries on the defense week in and week out that they have overcome, mm-hmm. and the defense has been one of the best parts of this team all year long. Jalen Carter got hurt in this game, so you were missing arguably your best pass rusher because he's been phenomenal and should win rookie of the year, but he probably won't because he's a defensive player. Um, He got injured. You are having, uh, throughout the game, Darius Slay getting banged up in moments where like he's like losing momentum there. Reed Blankenship is coming off of injury in this game. Got an interception, which was huge. Kevin Byard, who just got traded about here, to ask about, is learning about defense. Yeah, how do you So play? he's not – I mean, I think he played fine from everything that I saw. Um, he's still not up to speed, obviously, being here for a week. week. Yeah. Um, but they just restructured his contract this morning uh, to clear up cap space, and he signed through 2024, which is great. Love that. He's also got a great nickname, the Mayor. That's a great nickname. That's I, I. They used to call me that 
How how wild is this too that both Eagle starting safeties went to Middle Tennessee State? That's that's a nonsense. That is Kevin Byard and Reed Blankenship both went to Middle Tennessee State. That gives Middle Tennessee State a huge boost when it comes to the draft. You find a safety from there. There, that's an extra round. And Reed up. was undrafted free agent. Yeah, no, they're gonna get someone drafted. It's crazy because of that. That's a really that's that's chemistry, man. Uh, I love that trade. That was highway robbery by Howie Rosen. Um, you know, to trade Terrell Edmonds, who I like as a person. I think he's a great like dude, and it sucks that you had to trade him. Yeah, it's a business um, at the end of the day. But it's a player swap, and then you trade a fifth and a sixth round pick for Kevin Byers. <laughs> like, that's a big move. No, and the huge. Titans are at this point where they should be selling. I don't want to hear anyone. Say I'm shocked every there. time that the Titans pick up a phone when there's two one five area code. Yeah, because I mean, dude, thank you for AJ dude. Brown, and now thank you for Kevin Byard. Dude, I think that you guys are a uh, seduct. What's the word I'm looking for? Seductress. We, we're we seduce the Titans. The, yeah, but like you, you're seducers. You you are that. That hot, popular schoolgirl, blonde hair, captain of the cheerleading squad, and then you just see the we're Titans. the cheer captains. You just see the oh, and the, the Titans are on like, the bleachers. Hi. Wait, you know if if you do my homework for me, then I will I'll help you out here. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I'll do your homework for you. And then who she take the prom? Not the Titans. She's taking the Eagles. Love there it. You go. Love yeah. it. I mean, the Eagles win 38-31, and offense still hasn't truly clicked in my book. You know, this was the best, I think, overall game between, like, both AJ and Devontae getting theirs. Devontae scores for the first time in a a while, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Had almost 100 yards receiving. AJ obviously did his and had arguably catch of the season with that that one-handed catch for the touchdown. Sick, dude. Um we faked the tush push. Now, now you're just faking the tush push. You're tush. You're pushing the tush. You guys are doing a lot with tushes over there, and people want to say it's illegal. I, as the unbiased third party, will say, says it's really not. Figure it out. Figure out a way. Nick to Sirianni stop it. said it best last week. If everybody could do it, they would. They've tried. NFL teams have tried. I've seen clips online of them trying. You no, know, it's great. Do it. You know, it's great. Obviously, being the voice of Vineland High School sports, and I call Vineland football games. Mm-hmm. Vineland football has added the tush push into their playbook, and they are pretty damn close to 100% every single time. Dude, when it it's works, it's so great. It's, it's so great. It's a, unbeatable. It's a cheat code. It's so awesome. Oh, I love Shout out I, my boy, Tank Pal. Tyreen Pal's younger good. brother is our quarterback now Ooh. and is running the tush push like Jalen Hurts. It's unbelievable. Great. Um, I love when a team goes around the rule not around the rules but they use the rules to their they reinvent the wheel exactly and as a patriots fan i would be a hypocrite by criticizing you guys for doing that of tom brady you know, did it for years for years you have the ravens game where Belichick in a much more with- like dangerous way too very dangerous so like i i respect it i in a honestly applaud it because that's what you have to do to separate yourself from the pack and make yourself that much more of a threat. I mean, it's fun that 
Philadelphia has balanced sports teams because obviously the Eagles uh, running the tush push and everything, but the Phillies obviously now red October has come to a close, but you know, we're unbuttoning our shirts and we're just very attractive baseball team as uh, everyone online calls them our favorite little sluts. Uh, and they're just, you know, as, as, as Megan from uh, Drake and Josh once said, they're boobs. The Phillies are a bunch of boobs in the most positive way possible. Positive way. And the Eagles running the tush push. The Eagles are just a bunch of ass guys. Who doesn't love ass? <laughs> Who doesn't love just grabbing the Eagles ass, confirmed man? ass guys. Dude, they're ass men. Because, dude, tits are for boys. Ass is for men. All right. We all know this. All right. God damn it. <laughs> Champ shot. There we go. Um, but I mean, good win, needed win, two and zero in the division now. Um, going into Cowboys week. That's this week. Huge. You actually Cowboys. First of two against the Cowboys upcoming this week. Um, Dude, they had a big win against the Rams, and by big, the Rams just... stink. No, but <laughs> the Rams stink. No, they I, fooled everybody. Not, yeah, I didn't mean the Rams big fooled like everybody important. at the beginning of the year by beating the Seahawks. And then they played uh who was it right here? Yeah. They fooled everybody by beating the Seahawks the way that they did. And then they played the Bengals real close when the Bengals stunk. And then they beat the Colts when everybody thought the Colts were like this great team and they stink too. Uh but since then the Rams have lost to the Eagles. They played the Cardinals. Pathetic franchise. That was a terrible poverty. Loss. Poverty that was a franchise. Terrible loss. The Cardinals are a poverty franchise. Uh, and then they lost to the Steelers in the most disgusting fashion. Uh, and then they lose to the Cowboys in scoregami fashion, forty-three to twenty. I just, I the Rams stink. All, all I all I was I want everyone to know I was right about the Rams all along. It, I didn't mean the Rams. It's a big win. They put a lot of points on the board. That's what I'm interested now, in. I'll I'll give credit where it's due. That was probably Dak Prescott's best game of the season. That was a very from good a, game for from the a Cowboys statistical up. standpoint. Three hundred passing yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, good for him. That doesn't mean that I'm still like. That I should be shaking my boots about no. the Cowboys offense. Their no. defense has carried them the entire season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but their their so defense is what's winning them games. And I just don't think the Cowboys are that good. My co-host for the Gillette Gazette believes that the Cowboys are a threat, and I just continually ask him the question: Why? They have given us zero reason to think that they are a threat when it comes to here, making you push the playoffs. Here are the Cowboys games this year. Okay. They beat the Giants opening night 40 to 0. Dak yeah. threw what one touchdown? That game is all defense. Yeah. Then they beat the Aaron Rodgerless Jets 30 to 10. I mean, Zach Wilson Stinky. dog. Stinky. Uh then they lost to the Arizona Cardinals by double digits, 28 to 16. Yeah, not good. Then uh they beat your Patriots 38 to 3, which you even will admit. Patriots kind of stink this year. No, Patriots are not the team that I grew up watching. That's a different team. I'm not counting that as a good win for the Cowboys. Then the 49ers, who they're on fraud watch in my book, uh, decimated them. 42 to 10. 
You think the Niners are on fraud watch? Oh, yeah, buddy. We'll talk about them. Uh, then they squeak by the Chargers on Monday Night Football 20-17. to And then they beat the Rams on Sunday. Who have they played? Outside of the 49ers, who at that time were good. Now, not so much. Chargers, um, they're like... Chargers eh, are good. No, Chargers eh. are good. No, they're good. Sh- sh- no, no, they no, are no, good. No, 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 no. They're very underrated. Don't let them hoodwink you. Don't let them hoodwink you. St- no, I... Okay, whatever. Don't let Brandon Staley be like Hypno in Pokemon and, and he really is. you and make I mean, you do a little dude, Pikachu It might dance. be the colors, okay? They have really cool colors that just hypnotize me. <laughs> hypnotize me, Captain. <laughs> Look at it. Um, I mean, this is the Cowboys' upcoming schedule, too. On the road against the Eagles, home against the Giants, on the road against the Panthers, home against the Commanders on Thanksgiving, home against the Seahawks. That'll be an interesting one. Seahawks. That actually might be. Yeah, that might be an interesting one. But Home against the Eagles. Okay. On the road against the Bills. Oh, that's a tough one. In December, on the road in Buffalo. It's tough. tough Uh, Then Christmas Eve in Miami. That's another tough one. I don't think they win that one. New Year's Eve Eve, home against the Lions. Oh, that's a loss, dude. No one's beating my Motor City Kitties. You fucking kidding me, man? And then on the road against the Commanders to end the year. In January right, so like in, a... in the Northeast, that's that's cold weather, pal. That's like a 500 strength of schedule. Like that, you have some they, cakewalks. They'll beat the Giants. You, they'll beat the Panthers. They'll, they'll split beat the with commanders. the Commanders. They'll, they'll probably beat them on oh, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. But other, that's three wins the rest of the way that are, like, sure, guaranteed lock. Yeah, dude. I, and maybe dude. a split with the Eagles just because on paper it's just, like, you split with your division rival. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So three and a half wins for the Cowboys means right now automatically they'll get to eight and a half wins that they're guaranteed on paper. And that's like, okay, because the Patriots could somehow get eight wins if they. Which is hilarious because the Eagles, if they win next week, are at eight wins already. Well, <laughs> got to love that economy. It's the best. Uh, I, 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 that's tough. I just, I don't see the Cowboys as a buy like. All these they people don't. saying they're going to be a, a playoff team and a play like with that schedule. No, I think they lose to the Bills and on the, the teams road. they faced outside of the 49ers. Which of those teams has a pass rush? I'll give the Chargers credit. They, their defense, yeah, the Chargers. Is, their yeah, defensive no. front has been good this year. Chargers and 49ers are the best defense they faced. They haven't faced an Eagles defense, though. Yeah, I think if you have – is Carter going to be back next week? He should be. I think that's what's – So, Carter that's said. a huge – Yeah, Jalen Carter, Jordan guy. Davis, Fletcher Cox, who's oh playing like God. it's like 2015 Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he's Cox. not playing his age right now. It's he unreal. not playing his age. Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Montez – or uh, Not Montez. Not Montez. Uh, Josh. Milton Williams. Oh, Milton um, Like, this defense is – Disgusting. And, and you haven't even not talked even about the secondary. Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, uh, fuck, Kevin Byer, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Bradley Roby will hopefully be back soon. Uh, Reed Blankenship, or as I like to call him, Ed Reed Blankenship. He has the funniest names, dude. Eagles fans are fucking hilarious. Someone called, someone called him Chalk Doc. 
<laughs> and then I saw one Bro, yesterday. That's fucking comedy. Shock talk is really good. <laughs> and like then I saw one, one yesterday. Talcum Jenkins. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Dude, that's that's electric. You guys are creative as hell. And then the go-to is obviously Ed Reed Blankenship. Ed Reed Blankenship it just rolls off the tongue. But, dude, Chalk Dog and Talcum Jenkins is I so might call funny. him Chalk Dog for now on. That is the best. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Whoever came up with that deserves a pat on the back, hands down. That's electric. I piss my pants every week when I see a new nickname for Reed Blankenship. Because it is very funny. Like, there's very few standout, like, white safeties in the NFL. It's not. Chalk Talk is the only one. Like, before that, the only one I could really think of was uh, Eric Weddle. Yeah, he's the only one that comes to mind. Really? I, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. And like back in the day, like Jason Seahorn. Who? <laughs> he played for the Giants back in the day. That's why I don't know him. And a former white Giants player, irrelevant to me. <laughs> He's like borderline. He was a corner, actually. Oh, that's even more of a rare breed. Great last name. I wish it was spelled S E A Horn. Yeah, what was it? Just C or C horn? No, like C C dash horn. That's something out of NFL Street. C spot run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But good win for the Eagles. Very good win. Seven and one. Only team in the league with seven wins. Good for you. Huge. Um, Massive. I mean, they should be eight and zero, but. Fuck the Jets. Um, yeah, that was a bad. That was that was bad. Man. Minor setback for a major comeback. But now the sure. alleged gauntlet schedule begins as we now go: Cowboys bye week, Chiefs on the road, host the Bills, host the 49ers, host the Cowboys on the road against the Seahawks. Oh, you guys, that's a gauntlet. That is in your book, Pat Pitts. How do the Eagles finish that six-game stretch? I have them going five and one. I go 500. I have five and one. Chiefs being the only one in question because it's on the road. I think they lose to the Chiefs on the road. But it's also an interesting thing because it's Monday night and we're coming off a bye. So we'll have extra rest going into that to get healthy. Yeah, but Monday night. Okay, but Monday night, that's going to be primetime television. Taylor Swift is going to be there. Yeah, sabotaging Travis Kelsey from the inside. Uh, she plays better when she's on the field. They've had your girlfriend come to a game. As it's the best feeling ever. You just like I used to do it in CYO basketball. I'd hit a three, just look over, give a wink. You know Travis Kelsey's like got an extra little dog in him, a little extra puppy dog. As uh, counts. As Jason Kelsey's daughter once said to Travis Kelsey, uh, and New Heights quote tweeted the brotherly sweep as it was dubbed, the fake tush push. Uh, um, this week, uh, with this video of her saying this. Because you're naughty and you're sneaky. You're, <laughs> you're naughty and you're and sneaky. You're sneaky. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I don't think the Bills are that good. Like they're fine. They're not. I think you beat the Bills. 49ers so. are not that good. I. I uh 
I the, the Niners are sneaky. It just it, they're are they naughty team. and they're it's, sneaky, dude. Their defense is has filthy. been bad. It's been bad the last three weeks. I going dude. saying you go five and one is a bold claim, dude. Listening on that stretch, listing off the 49ers schedule here. They open the season against the Steelers, one thirty to seven. Steelers not that good. They beat the Rams by a touchdown. Rams not that good. They beat the Giants thirty to twelve, not good. They beat the Cardinals thirty five to sixteen, and the Cardinals for the most part of that game, going into the fourth quarter, were in that game. At one point, I think it was nineteen to sixteen. Cardinals not that good. They demolished the Cowboys forty two to ten. Expected. Lost to the Browns, 19-17. Yeah, Browns sneaky, though, that defensive line. Lost to the Vikings, 22-17. Oh, that's a bad loss. And lost to the Bengals, 31-17. Yeah, but this is where they bounce back, I feel like. This is like... Brock Purdy shouldn't have played this week. He's probably still concussed. I don't know if you saw that one play when he got hit to the ground. He, like, immediately grabbed his head. Yeah, he can't be okay. He really Uh, can't. 49ers coming out. They have a bye this week. Then they go to Jacksonville, who have won to win. five or six straight games. Yeah, but they can beat Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville's good, man. They're, they're good, good but I don't think – I'm not saying they're going to blow them out, but I think they'll, they'll beat Jacksonville's a good team. Shout out Dougie P. Um, then they host the Buccaneers. Not a good team. That's a win. Then they are on the road against the Seahawks. Primetime Sunday night football. Game. I think they lose that. And then – or no, that might be a Thursday night game. I'm sorry. Prime um, time, but so I think they might lose that. Then they come to first. Philly. Yeah, that's where they lose. I, I think they lose that coming into then Philly. They, then they host the Seahawks. That's where they'll win. Then they go to Arizona. Win. Then they host the Ravens on Christmas Day. Mind you, Lamar Jackson now 17-1 and against the NFC in his career. Crazy stat. Crazy stat. That's a crazy stat. Yeah. That's why I wasn't surprised when the Ravens beat the Lions last week. No, yeah. The Ravens, dude. The Ravens have the Lions in number. They beat them the last week. They won again this week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think the Ravens win that game. I think the Ravens are a very good football team this year. Um, Then the 49ers go Mm -hmm. to Washington on New Year's Eve. That's a win. I don't know. Nick Bosa might uh, might be a little distracted. Being around the nation's capital, if you know what I mean. Right over, I don't. Oh, Nick Bosa is a big fan of uh, the number forty-five, if you will. Oh, really? Yeah, I okay. wonder where he was on a certain day in January. He was preparing. Uh, and then they host the Rams on January seventh, which Nick Bosa might be hung over. Uh, might be hung over his holiday. holiday. I could I could see that being a a win too that game. Forty ers being five and three right now is not good for them because no. on that list of teams, Jaguars that's a coin flip in my opinion. That's not a guaranteed win or a guaranteed loss because Jaguars are good. They are good. They'll split with the Probably. Seahawks. That's a that's mm-hmm. another loss. I'd agree with that. 
they're going to lose to the Eagles. The Eagles are not going to come home. into the Lincoln no, and win no, that game. That's that's a loss. I so that's agree. potentially that's two and a half losses. Counting two the and a half. half a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens, I think, is a loss. That's three and a half losses. That could go either way. You add three and a half losses to three losses already. That's six and a half losses. That's tough. They might not win the division at that rate. They're not even leading their Bro, division the right C- now. The Seahawks are in the lead. Yep, Seahawks are five and two. Have already had their buy. Shout out the Seahawks, Geno Smith should win combat like some sort. Like he's been absolutely. See DeAndre Hopkins' uh, post game video that the NFL has the guys do like selfie style. No, he was like, "Man, they wrote me off. I feel like Geno." Oh yeah, I did see. Okay, I saw that quote. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he just spit a bar. I, I literally said out loud, "I was like bars, bars." He did, dude. Geno Smith, he had a play yesterday where he escaped He escaped two guys pretty much on him and threw a dime touchdown to Tyler Lockett. The dude, man the is just absolutely reinventing. They're, they're, they're shifting. Those Seahawks uh, throwbacks are beautiful. Oh, my God. Orgasmic. Beautiful. Are you kidding me? Those are gorgeous. Keep those. They, yeah. there's, there should be a rule where you have some teams – should have to wear we've said this for every year we've you and i have said this on this podcast multiple times throwback uniforms should be worn on thursday night football in prime time to make people tune into thursday night football because half the people don't watch because it's usually bad games but if you give them something aesthetically pleasing to watch they'll tune in and it's built-in marketing hashtag throwback thursday and yeah and here's the thing kyle aren't a lot of people who were watching Going to probably say, hmm, I would want Back to in wear my that day. jersey. No, I want to wear that jersey. So they're gonna just gonna go to the NFL shop or another and buy it. It's literally it's it's stupid simple how to make this happen, and they have not capitalized on it. And the fact that we're doing it right now in the underground, we need to bring it up to and the with stage. the amount of teams that have throwback uniforms now, like only teams it only that sucks don't like the are... Texans. Commanders, Texans, which the Texans should well, wear those Oilers. Command, commanders kind of kind of have some throwbacks. Well, <laughs> well, uh, Texans should be able to wear the Oilers uniforms. That's just me. But no, uh, that's technically Titans merch. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be though. It shouldn't, but it is. You left technicalities. You left. The Titans should not be able to claim those. So I, there'd be. Uh, so would it be like the Thunder wearing Supersonics jerseys? Yes. And you think that's wrong? Yes. Okay, at least you're consistent. Okay. All right, yes, I have no problem. 100%. There, but still. Like you left. You, like there's no there's no oil in Tennessee. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just I uh, I think it's very interesting teams that What teams I don't like have them. throwbacks? Because, like, even the Jags have a throwback with their old Jaguar logo. Yeah, from the early 2000s. Technically, we're in the uh, like we're in a time period right uh, now where the 2000s so is what? a throwback. Texans, Commanders. Um, Cardinals are gross. They don't, like, it just yeah, red. It's just, it's... I hate the new Cardinals uniforms. They're terrible. They're very um, video gamey. Yeah, it's very, like, Jets with their black yeah, I don't, uniforms. The Jets, dude. The Jets early 2000s jerseys are pretty nice. The Dolphins have some sick ones. The Dolphins throwbacks are elite. Like Elite. JJ yeah. Watt said it best. The Dolphins have throwbacks that should be their permanent uniforms. Even the I'm thinking of every team right now. Cowboys, I Cowboys like Cowboys have uniforms. theirs cuz it's like the white 
shoulders. The whites. Yeah, I love that. Niners have theirs. Giants have theirs. Giants are still filthy. The Eagles Lions even Kelly have theirs. Green, obviously. The Lions even have a low-key one. The Packers um, and Bears have theirs. Yeah. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. The Vikings have theirs this year. Yeah, those are sick. He's like, let's change the hue of this purple. <laughs> they won't even know it. It's, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, almost every team has a throwback, bro. The Patriots. So. Uh, I mean, the red militia uniforms are, I think, the talk of New England every year that they just wear them. Wear those in silver pants, and you already have a fan I mean, base. All of Philadelphia had an orgasm over the Kelly Greens. So. Exactly, dude. Like, why are we not doing this for the fans? You know how much merch sales would go up and more money in your pockets? You know how insane that Bills game is going to be, too, on November 26th? Because that's our other Kelly Green game. <laughs> and the Bills have sick uh, throwbacks, too. It's like a lighter – oh, the um, 2000s one. Mm-hmm. The block look. They should wear that. Like, we're just solving marketing problems. One what do we know? What do we know? What do we you know? know? Um. But, yeah, Birds win. Huge. Best record in the NFL. Huge. Um, it's Cowboys week. Fuck them. Pitsy, I think it's that time, though. But before we get into it being that time, uh, Pitsy's Power Rankings is brought to you by our pals over at Dubby Energy. Keeps us energized here at Underground Sports. They're the best in the game. All their shakers are now made in the U.S. of A. They are working on their canned drinks full-time, full-send. Uh, they finally just got their new hydro uh, non-caffeinated drink as well. Uh, they got two new flavors coming, so look, be on the lookout for that. W Energy, it's all clean energy. I've got my favorite flavor right here, the Beach and Peach. The white peach mango is delicious. Um, they kept my us energized all yeah, through... My- the month of October, all year round. Clean energy, no jitters, no crash, delicious taste. And you can get yours now by going to W.GG and use code underground for 10% off your order. It's an immediate, effective way to support us. Dubby, they are awesome. Their drinks are great. And uh, I can't wait for their new products to be dropping because I'll certainly be all over it. Uh, go to W.GG and try to clean up your energy game today by using code underground for 10% off your order. It's a product both Pitts and I have used. We're not just saying it this. Is. It's, it's very helpful. Bro, when you get up at 4 a.m., you need something to get you energized. And that's what I got my W for when I'm typing away because it's, it's a long day. It's a long day. You need some sort of help there, and Dubby's provided that for us. So I'm going to give Pitsy the full screen. Hello! And you tell me when to hit that music as it is time for Pitsy's Power Rankings. All right, Kyle. I think it is time for you to hit my music because we got Pitsy's Power Rankings for Week 8 of the NFL Kicking it off, going back to the well. Broncos country, let's ride, Kyle, as they break the streak of the Chiefs, weeding them for the first time since Peyton Manning was their quarterback. And, uh, you know, I'm giving a credit to the whole organization for shake it off, clean played as the fans are uh, leaving the stadium, and then them 
using the Undertaker Brock Lesnar on their social media. I just gotta love it. You gotta love that. Uh, number nine, Panthers. Big win. Nice little field goal to end the game. Win against the Texans. Bryce Young wins the rookie battle. And I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for the Panthers this year. Bryce Young's got something. Number eight, we got the Seahawks. Geno Smith is electric. The man, I just said it on the pod or minutes ago, evading pressure and then just a little lob touchdown to Tyler Lockett, finding DK Metcalf all over the field in their lead in the division. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Number seven, Will Levis. Not even the Titans, just Will Levis. That's the that's all you need to know about the Titans right now. Man throws four touchdowns in his NFL debut. I think three of them were to DeAndre Hopkins, who finally used, uh, makes his value in Tennessee. Things may be looking up as Tannehill can shoe off. Number six, the Bengals. Big win. All right, Joe Burr beating the Niners. The statement win. Not really much else to be said there. Uh, Dolphins at number five. Yes, they beat my Patriots. And yes, everyone wants to call the head of Mac Jones and Belichick there. But it's the Dolphins being this good. All right, guys, that offense is explosive, elusive. Put any adjective in there, and that's what the offense is. So, yeah, they're going to lose. And two is a lot better than people give them credit for. Also, Tyree Kill, 2,000 yards receiving. Maybe. Seriously, maybe. Watch out for it. Number four, it is the yummy mummy lover himself, Zach Wilson, coming in at four, leading the Jets to that win, forcing overtime, and then ending up with the game-winning field goal. Absolutely incredible that the Jets are just finding ways to win without Aaron Rodgers. It's nonsense, really. Number three, this is kind of a half one. Chargers and Austin Eckler. The Chargers, I love when they score points. And Austin Eckler, I love when you score points for my fantasy team and help me to a win. So you're at the number three spot. The number two is a little preemptive, but it's my Motor City Kitties. They're going to destroy the Raiders tonight on primetime football. They should be getting more primetime games every season. And something special is going on in Detroit, okay? Watch out for it. And it continues tonight. And then one... Go birds. That's it. Just go birds. And number one. So run it down for the people, Pitts. Give us give us that list in order for week eight. Week eight, we got number ten, Broncos organization as a whole. Number eight a uh, nine is the Panthers. Number eight, the Seahawks. Number seven, Will Levis. Six are the Bengals. Five are the Finns. Four. The Cougar lover himself, Zach Wilson. Number three, Chargers and Austin Eckler. Number two, the Motor City Kitties, Detroit Lions. And uh, number one, your Philadelphia Eagles. Go Birds. Bang. And there it is. Pitsy's Power Rankings for Week 8 brought to you by Dubby Energy. Let me get both screens back up on the YouTube there. Um you brought up Tyreek Hill before we move on to the other sports in the world. Uh, you brought up Tyreek Hill in the potential 2K receiving yard season. Uh, we're also not talking enough about how A.J. Brown is right there as well. Yeah. A.J. Brown is on pace six... for 1,995 yards this year. Dude, he's at six straight games of 125-plus receiving yards. I, that's Megan only Trump's done in video games. Yeah, if you're breaking the greatest receiver all time's record, you're doing something right. A.J. So... Brown is a Decepticon. He is a Decepticon. According to Commanders fans. Commanders fans just believe that he is out of this world, which I I think I might have to agree with him there. He does seem like out of worldly. And with his play right now, I mean, the dude is just like, 
he's a he's a he just unbelievable. I, I can't believe that people are telling me to trade him in fantasy leagues. Like, he's I just Mega don't... John. That was good. Mega, Mega John. John. Mega yeah, John. He's Mega John. AJ Brown, bro. <laughs> and then you have skinny Batman to go along with him. Dude, you guys are just I wish I had a receiver to love like that. It's great because for years we did not have them, and now we have two. Yeah. Dude, the last receivers that I truly loved was a duo known as Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin. Now that is a blast from the past. And now I actually, I, actually I have three receivers to love because Julio Jones is an Eagle and scored a touchdown this weekend in the Eagles jersey. That might be the most nonsense play of the whole week is that Julio Jones scored the game-winning touchdown. Or go-ahead go ahead, touchdown. Yeah. Go-ahead touchdown in an Eagles jersey. Jalen Hurts like, threw touchdowns to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Julio Jones this week. Shout out Alabama. Dude, shout out the SEC. That's a, it's unbelievable. Literally. <laughs> Literally shout out the SEC. SEC country? Let's, Let's ride. ride. <laughs> Julio Jones being an Eagle is just like something I've needed in my life that I never knew I needed. And Julio will forever be remembered as a Philadelphia Eagle. It's it's If he had a go somewhere to really end his career it would be the eagles he doesn't Did you need see the to picture be the one. of him kelly green week last week sunday night football when deshaun and ocho cinco were in town for madden they all took no. a picture together it was aj Devonte, julio deshaun jackson and chad johnson jeez that is an elite photo it's all philly bulls right there because ocho cinco lives in philly now like of course he does and of course he, post, he posted a picture today at the airport <laughs> most philly thing i've ever seen him say i'm coming home dickheads oh, <laughs> it's his return flight to philly that's, <laughs> that's how you know you're from philly that's unbelievable he really just fits in that's incredible that's incredible pits pits oh Pitsy. do we what do we we, we have news? breaking news we have breaking news oh jesus the philadelphia eagles have made a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. Don't you dare say Kyle Pitts. Don't you fucking dare say Kyle Pitts. The Falcons get defensive tackle, Contavious Street, and a 2025 seventh round pick in exchange for a 2024 sixth round pick. So the Eagles trade Contavious Street to the Falcons. Clearing up a roster spot. Getting one of those picks back that you traded for Kevin Byard from a worse team. Towie season. It's nice to see your GM be active during the trade deadline. Meanwhile, we're gonna season. we're gonna release and re-sign Malik Cunningham for the fifth time, and that's what's gonna get get uh, Patriots fans excited because that's what it makes me just so happy. I hate this. Just jump okay. in the nest, bro. Come fly high with the birds. Dude, I already got, dude. I'm the champ of the Patriot peeps. Okay, I got my Motor City Kitty peeps. That I already, that's my fam up there too. Now I get the Eagles fans that I'm in. Like, you know, I got a lot of teams. I would love to, but you know, come to the dark side. We have cookies. When you, uh, when you, I love cookies. We know this. But when you're the champ of the peeps, you got to go everywhere and you got to show a little love everywhere. Some, it's just, it's tough. And at this point, it just, you guys are doing things better than us. Yeah. And it's sad. It's It's really sad, Kyle. Amazing feeling. Um, Let's keep it pushing around the rest of the Philly sports world. Uh, which which side of the Wells Fargo Center do you want to dive into, Patty Pitts? 
You want to talk hoops? Cold. Or it's you want to talk cold. some hockey? It's kind of it's kind of cold, Kyle. I'm feeling a little icy too. I got you know my ice on my wrist, ice on my neck. Let's have ice come out my mouth if you know what I mean. We're talking that hockey. <laughs> That's right. We're talking that puck. What the puck is up, people? Uh, or should I say, what the puck is up, Denny's? Because did you see Blink-182 actually played in a Denny's this weekend? Dude, the fact that they <laughs> recreated that was awesome. What the, what fuck, the is fuck is up, Denny's? Shout out Mark Hoppus, Eagles fan. Oh, of course he is. Go Birds. Uh, we're going to talk some Flyers as they're off to. It's still optimistic October, everybody. It's brought to you by our pals over at FOCO. You see me rocking the overalls all red October. I wore them for my Halloween costume as well. And we got to get Pitsy some overalls. You and some overalls and that captain's hat needs to happen. I think we need to make that happen for the peeps. I think we really Uh, do. And FOCO is the place to do it because their passion for passionate fans has never changed since their journey began all the way back in 1998. They've always been a community of fans with a shared goal of helping people let their inner fans shine like a beacon of awesome. FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more from your favorite sports leagues, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, baseball, the WWE, your 90s Nicktoons, all of that is available at FOCO uh, with their major sports and entertainment licenses at their disposal with a powerful infrastructure, a dedicated team, and a broad variety of products. Their company is reaching new heights every day. Foco's success is directly related to their ability to bring in new and exciting designs, ideas, and manufacturing techniques to categories in need of innovation. Our affiliate link is in the description on audio and on YouTube. Click that link. Support us. Support Foco. They are the best of the best. We love being part of the Foco fam. And Pitts, you know what Foco stands for? Forever Collectibles. I love that. That's, that's, a, Foco. that's, that's really cool. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, Patty Pitts, are surprisingly off to a pretty solid start to the nice! season. Nice, nice. They uh, unfortunately lost the to the Ducks on Saturday, seven to four. But manhandled the Minnesota Wild on Thursday, six to two. Lost to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights on same day. The Phillies lost Game Seven. So I know heartbreak in so many different ways. Both you teams do. losing on a single day. Uh, but they, they've had some solid games to start the year. They play uh, Monday night against the Hurricanes at the Wells Fargo Center, so that should be a, an interesting game. Travis Konechny has been phenomenal this year. I love that my boy is thriving, uh, and he seems to be finally becoming like the panderer uh, on the Philadelphia Flyers that we have longed for since Claude Drew departed. Um, Claude was obviously always supportive of every team, but not really in a pandering sense. TK, mm-hmm. like after the Flyers uh, played against the Star, no, had to have been the Oilers game. Mm-hmm. He literally um, was in the penalty box for 10 minutes for a misconduct penalty. And after the game. <laughs> got dressed he and his lady went across the street to the citizens bank park and watched the phillies in the playoffs that's that's a philly man through and through. we love that um the flyers are just like it's fun having a team where and i don't know if you've experienced this 
at all or are experiencing it with the Patriots now um, from a Boston sports perspective because mm-hmm. you've just been fucking dominant for all of your life. But it's fun having a team where there's no expectations whatsoever for them because you know they're in a rebuild and you can just enjoy whatever the fuck happens. Yeah. I, I've experienced that in multiple ways, uh, you know, with the Detroit Lions. You know, that's kind of why I became a fan of them at, at the start of all this was because the Patriots were so dominant. And I, I just want to know what it's like to be a fan of a team where you suck and you know you're not going to make the playoffs. But what's it like cheering for them at the end of the day? You know, even with you knowing there's no playoff hopes imminent. How do you root for them and how do you cheer for them? And what's your mindset, you know, off season after off season. And I experienced that with the lions and experiencing it now with the Patriots, the Patriots, it's very interesting because we're in that weird stage where everyone in new England wants them to be a playoff team. And the reason I hold this effing title is because I know at the end of the day, we're not, and that it's going to be like three, four years before this team is, you know, a serious competitor again because there's a lot that needs to be fixed. And I I look at it through a standpoint where you're just figuring it out. You're throwing, you know, spitballs at a wall and seeing what will stick. And it's it's tough to have that mindset when you've expected and had greatness for so long. It's it's tough to get your mind and shift it into another direction which uh you know it, it's tough but it's it's you got to just live in the moment just be happy for the little things and i think that's what the deal is with the flyers now is like for so long it was like flyers fans were so dedicated and so like it's, we're we're going to turn it around we're going to make the playoffs and like the flyers were the epitome of inconsistent to a t mm-hmm. for the entire 2010s they're the only team in nhl history if i'm correct on this don't quote me uh but the only team in nhl history to go make the playoffs miss the playoffs and flip-flop every single year of the entire 2010s yeah i would like to see it for an entire decade they went from make miss make miss like it's that's insanity so to finally have like a front office that like cares about the team like Danny Briere being our GM. I love that. Huge, yeah. Keith Jones being our president of hockey operations. Love that. Two guys who played for this organization. Mm-hmm. And normally I hate that about the Flyers. Normally it's very, it's too fast and furious. It's all about family. Uh, yeah. Centric with that team. But I think if there were ever two guys to be the ones at the forefront of turning things around for the Flyers, it's them because they genuinely care about the team. They genuinely care about the city. Um, and it's fun to just have no expectation because you can just enjoy whatever the hell happens. If they win, it's awesome. If they lose, it's like, that's expected. Yeah. They're not supposed to be a good team this year, but they're playing good, like fun, fundamental hockey right now. And yeah. that's exciting from a fan perspective and from just an overall enjoyment level is like, oh, I can tune into the Flyers and like just relax and like not be on edge. It's not like the Phillies and the Eagles where they have these expectations to go yeah. and win. They are a championship-ready teams, those two. 
It's not like it's been with the Sixers year in and year out where you get your expectations up and then they punch you right in the face. Mm-hmm. The Flyers, it's just like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And that's so fun. And on Thursday against the Minnesota Wild, our boy Pitts, Bobby. Brink, brink in the trucks, baby. Brink Bobby's the world. Trucks. Bobby's world. Two goals, his first two of his career. Gets the dog mask because that is the uh, – the Flyers uh, post-game locker room prop for player of the game gets the dog mask that we have one up there from the birds, but uh, now the Flyers doing it, and I love that because they got that dog in them. Uh, but Bobby Brink, first career goals. Shout out to the boy. He's our guy. He's our guy. Through and through. He's our guy. Uh, and Gritty also on the Halloween game dressed up like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. I don't know if you saw that video. Came down from the rafters, looking like that's, Ariel. That's terrifying. That is that is a whole other definition of spooky. It was absolutely incredible. Oh my um, god, that's so funny. But Bobby Brink doing the thing, and I think no better way to bring back our favorite off-season segment that we brought in that we test ran. We're gonna try to do this every time Pitts is on the pod. Brink Bonk Bump in honor of our favorite Flyers prospect names. Bobby Brink doing the damn thing. So, Pitsy, it's basically for everybody who's new to the show, potentially, because I know we do have some new listeners out there. uh, It's basically like your old school uh, fuck, marry, kill. So, Brink is, they showed out. Show them the money. They they were money this week. Bonk, you all know. Pull out your bats. Who's, who's, who's horny? Who's horny? Who's getting too horny? Who's getting the bonk? And then bump is who needs to take a seat? Who needs to needs to sit down and chill? Um, so, Pitsy, I'll let you start with your brink bonk bump of the week. Who you got? Who you got brinking for Bobby Brink? My brink? Ah, I just, I don't know why I'm, I had it. And uh, I lost it. You go. Uh, you go first because I need to. Right. I need. I need to think because I have my bonk like ready to go. But I, need I think we have a universal. We, bonk. Yeah, it's, it's like that's all I can think of because it's all. I think bonk. we'll go. I think we'll go communal on this one for yeah. this week. We'll we'll have a yeah. pod one, and then moving forward, it'll be both of us having our own list. Yeah, I think yes. we have to give the Brink namesake to the man himself. Yes, scored his first two NHL goals. That's Got that's a star of the game. Bobby Brink is our Brink of the Week. I mean, I could also say that Brink is rest, pro wrestling is so back. That's all. Like, I mean, it's just back. It's just every night delivering. You got celebrities even wanting to be in the main event. You have Kiki Palmer talking to Bianca Belair in a pod about how she wants to make an appearance at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know. It's they're the best wrestling match I've seen in years on live television, free television. On Saturday, I mean, it's back, baby. It's so back. Our communal bonk. Yeah, dude. Just lay lay it on the people, Pitts. Okay, so I I really need to take a bat and bonk the Timberwolves Brazilian, I think it is. I don't know if that's an official account or... It had uh, a mark. It had a check mark. A fan account. Like, you know how, like, like, shout out to my boy Dave, who runs, like, the UK Phillies. Okay. It's not an official Phillies account, but 
does a lot of stuff for the Phillies yeah. in the UK, has a relationship with the team and everything, but not like an official account. Yeah. Um, it was Brazilian Timberwolves account. Though. Brazilian Brazil, Timberwolves like, account. Fans of the Minnesota Timberwolves in Brazil. Uh, you know, tweeting out a graphic because they went one and one, they got the win, whatever. Um, the, the tweet graphic was graphic in the sense that um, it is just a Timberwolf deep throat and something. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't man. even know who they played. I don't dude. That's the thing. I don't know who they played. It was just a Timberwolf just go deep throating a, an animal. And I, I don't, it looked like a snow the, leopard. That's what I think too. And the thing is like, what's the correlation? Like you're trying to eat it, then have it like, don't just go up and down on it, like engulf it. Like it was. They beat the it, Miami Heat. <laughs> what? The, how does that correlate? In what world is that a heat? There's no animal called heat. That is something you feel. Oh, they were feeling hot. Oh, that was. Mm, there was some heat going on in that graphic, and I just. It was so like. What are we doing? Like you need to get outside, touch grass, something. Because that was so just X-rated for a social media platform. And as someone who has worked in semi-professional athletic social media teams, and you with your PLL experience in social media, um, that was a little bit too far, I, I feel like. And it's um, a minute-long video. <laughs> Dude, it just keeps going and going. It's just, like, it is so X-rated, I can't... It's just unbelievable how he's just going down on this snow leopard. Dude, this video has 51.1 million views on Twitter. Dude, that's 51.1 million horny people. That is too far. Someone tweeted the account and said, I just want to know why. Yeah, dude. (laughs) To which they responded, sorry, Jay, with like the emoji, like head down, like sad. It's just a joke here in Brazil when Timberwolves win a game. In other words quote the wolf eat listen man that wolf wasn't eating okay that wolf was slurping all right and doing other expletive verbs that i do not want to say it's like that video (laughs) oh that brother's starving (laughs) that wolf starving call him that video the the official Timberwolves account also quote tweeted it uh, six hours ago with in a Photoshop Timberwolves fitted iPhone in hand of Thanos just like <laughs> dude it is the most absurd social graphic I've seen in quite some time like what are we like dude. How how does that correlate to the wolf eats? That's all I want to know. I don't like, even. You couldn't think... have a wolf eating like anything else, or actually eating something, not just eating for a couple seconds, then going up, and then like it has audio on the video too. I don't want to listen to that. No. That's X rated. That's even more X-rated for putting audio in there. <laughs> what is that? That Dude, was and so like, suggestive. The, the snow leopard or whatever this is has like ropes around its feet. Oh my god! Now we're some getting into oh that BDSM is, shit. That's that's S and M. That's some Fifty Shades of Grey type shit, dude. 
dude love me like you do apparently fucking christ like are you kidding me oh my god unbelievable that video boggles my mind why don't you just why don't you just put fucking glenny balls in one of his <laughs> one of his uh interviewees in that video that's basically what you're doing that is insane behavior oh uh, my god yeah so stay horny my friends t at t wolves brazil you are the bonk of the week. You hey, uh, hands down, bro. Hands down. Oh, who is going to be our bump of the week? Someone that needs to take a seat, relax, chill out. I can't. I'll let you kind of take this one because I have a couple in mind. I have one from today when I was trying to fix my TV problem at my in my house. I had to go to Walgreens and I was standing in line and the line wasn't moving. And a woman said, if anyone wants to be helped, come to cosmetics. So no one moved from the line. So then I moved in the back of the line because I wanted to be helped. And I got yelled at by some guys saying, Hey friend, the, the line starts back here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And no one moved. What are you just like? I, that really annoyed me. Like, you weren't taking your opportunity. You're just waiting. I don't know. I probably was in the wrong, but that just really peeved me. I don't know. That's my bump. That guy. Take a seat. You probably uh, believe Mac Jones should be traded, <laughs> you bum. My bump is a retroactive bump uh, from May 11th, 2022. Okay. okay. Uh, Voke Lombardi, who creates content for The Volume, is a Cowboys fan. I want you to remember April, end of April 2022, Pitts, when you broke news on our NFL draft stream. That oh, yeah. Became an eagle. Yeah, I went full Rappaport. The quote on the video here that I have bookmarked because it's just so funny looking at it now and just how piss poor wrong Folk Lombardi was. Quote, not only is A.J. Brown not elite, when did Jalen Hurts turn into a guy? That that that's tragic. That is that is so tragic to have that take. Oh, I wouldn't want to be in that guy's shoes. I'll tell you that. And he also tweeted the day before that video. Eagles fans really expect AJ Brown to come in and flip the culture. Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback, and Tannehill is better. Ooh, ooh, Lombardi, take a seat because he's still defending those takes on Twitter now. Vogue Lombardi is my bump. Take a seat. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Um, yeah, I would have to go with that. I'm also gonna go with. Um, I don't know. I want. I don't want to make this my full bump, but I think this is a good a good opportunity to ask you this about the 49ers and why they're frauds. Because sure. I, I I don't not agree if that like I am getting on that side, but. They something about them just gives me this feeling that they can just turn on like that and go on like a nine win streak and end up being in the NFC Championship media. So there it is, our our Brink Bonk Bump, Bobby Brink. Shout out to the boy. Yeah, look at the, I'm, my I'm doing miracles on the world because I have Pat Pitts rooting for somebody from the Flyers, dude. I, seriously, it's the one team in Philly I can't stand, but like when you have those three guys, you, and dude, you Bobby go. Brink is wearing such a great number. Bobby Brink is, has such a great name. Great name, great number. What's the number? Number 10. 
That's a great. That's a great hockey number. Number that's ten with number. Brink on the back might be a Flyers jersey I purchase. Might be. And then the bonk. He had like, the bump. Dude. When we eventually have a full on HQ, we're gonna have framed Brink bonk bump jerseys. Oh, I can't wait. As we do the second, <laughs> incredible. I can't wait. Um. So there it is. Shout out to Foco. Um. But the Flyers back at it. Hopefully, you know. The good times continue to roll through optimistic October and into, you know, January, and we'll see where they go. Um, back to the 49ers, though, before we move on to the other team that inhabits the Wells Fargo Center. I mentioned it before. Like, they haven't played anybody. Best team they've played on their schedule. The Bengals, who look like they're back. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys, who are not that great, in my opinion. Everyone else has not been that good. They played the Steelers, not a good team. Rams, not a good team. Giants, not a good team. Cardinals, not a good team. Cowboys, mid. Browns, not a good team. Vikings, not a good team. Now that, Especially now that coupons is done for the year. Yeah. Uh, and Bengals, who are probably the best overall team they've played this year. And got stomped on in their own house. The Bengals mm-hmm. went to California and beat the 49ers like that. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been the issue for a month now. They're supposed to have this stalwart defense that is supposed to be able to shut teams down, get after the quarterback, create havoc. They haven't been able to stop the Browns, the Vikings, without Justin Jefferson, and the Bengals. Joe Burrow is not 100%. You couldn't get after the quarterback and create some havoc. The, the the offense, Brock Purdy, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. He's a very fine quarterback, especially with the weapons that are around him. What I will say, the number one issue for the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is either 1-8 or 0-8 in his career as a head coach when the 49ers have trailed by three or more points. They don't know how to they don't know how to play comeback. If they don't get out to a lead, they can't win games. And in the NFL, if you fall behind, you got to learn how to win games. You got to learn how to come back. You yeah. can't win games in the NFL by falling behind by three points. I'm sorry. You're you have reason to be questioned to to being a good football team. I think the 49ers have played a light schedule, and you play who's on your schedule. I am number one advocate of that. You don't determine your schedule. Whoever's there, you play them. You take care of your business, or you don't. Brock Purdy did not look like himself yesterday because he's probably still concussed because I've never seen somebody get cleared from NFL concussion protocol so quickly like Brock Purdy did. And when Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy doesn't have Debo Samuel in the lineup to offset Christian McCaffrey doing what he does, Mm -hmm. it's like the 49ers offense crumbles. Three straight weeks, they've only mustered 17 points a game. Okay. And then you're meaning to tell me they're going to have to get into more than likely a shootout with the Jacksonville Jaguars Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. Then you're going to have to go back home and play the Buccaneers. 
who, as not good as they are, Baker will make games interesting. Just did it on Thursday Night Football against the Bills. He's Came decent. down to the final play. He's then you got to play division rival on a short week in Seattle. That's going to be a tough one. That's always It's always tough to play in Seattle. Then you come to Philadelphia in an NFC Championship game rematch. Then you go back home to play Seattle. And then you go to Arizona on that shitty turf that they have. And then you host the Ravens. And then you go to the Commanders. And then come back home to play the Rams. So not only are they just playing inconsistent football. Their quarterback's not great, but he's also not bad. He's fine. He's concussed. So that doesn't mm-hmm. help. No. Your, your crybaby of a best weapon is injured. Mm-hmm. Outside of Christian McCaffrey. And your defense has been playing mid the, for the last month. On top okay. of your remaining schedule, you're flip-flopping from traveling across to the East Coast back to the West Coast every single week. Yeah, that's going, going to, take to it Florida, going. home to California, mm-hmm. to Seattle, to Philadelphia, home to California, to Arizona, back to California, to Maryland to play Washington, and then back home to California. That's a lot of traveling. That's a wear and tear in your body that you don't really think about. On top of Kyle Shanahan not knowing how to play from behind. All right. I think you've uh, convinced the champ. I think you convinced the champ that the Niners are, are frauds. I Week 8 right now, the 49ers, factual, not the best team in their division. That's a fact. They don't even lead it. So, yeah. They could be a wild card team. They could yeah. be a wild card team when it's all said and done in January. Yeah. Makes you think. Makes you think. Makes you think. Uh, let's talk about the other inhabitants of the Wells Fargo Center. It's brought to you by our pals over at Kenwood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Now available in New Jersey. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Finder, the Kenny Tracker, to see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and Maryland areas. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Plus, they dropped Kelly Green shirts and sweatshirts in their store that look phenomenal and uh, would double up for St. Patrick's Day in a few months. So get on that before they're gone. Uh, Pitsy, the Sixers Mm -hmm. are off to a solid start to the year, surprisingly. Uh, Yeah, they're just denying everyone from the paint to the uh, security gate at the airport. They're just really doing a great job denying people. (laughs) <laughs> they, they lose by one on opening night in Milwaukee. That's tough. And then though. have won two straight against the Raptors and the Portland Trailblazers. Pat Bev might be the most born to play here player of all time. Um, wears the Bryce Harper jersey to warm up yesterday as Bryce wore his jersey to walk in for game seven. And then Pat Bev was also wearing the Fanatic headband. As well, oh. I love I would that. die for Pat Pev. I love that man. Yeah, you can you can do that. He I, was okay. he was meant to play in Philadelphia. 
ultimate yeah, pander, I could see that. I could see that. Ultimate Absolutely. glue guy. He was on his podcast, the Pat Bev Pod with Roan. Shout out to the boy Roan. Um, I got to pull up this clip here so you can hear the audio. I thought this was very interesting because Pat Bev keeps it 110% on his show. And I got to find the clip here. Um, he was talking about Joel Embiid because they did a live show uh, before game seven of the Phillies. And here it is. Seventeens. What the fuck is that? So you run a court, but the sideways, the sideways. You have to do it under a minute. Bro, I could do probably thirty-eight seventeen. So my Fetty Wap shit. We got practice. I walk up to, I walk up to Joe like, hey yo, let's do some extra conditioning. He like, all right. I'm like, right. I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right. We gonna do seventeens. He say, what? Which which way? Ah, uh, we gonna do it the short way. He all right. So we do the seventeens. Oh, oh, damn. So when we were done, everybody clapping and shit, like, they were amazed. Like, damn, man, you really got Joel Embiid to do seven teams, right? So today at the practice, I hey, Joe, I'll do some extra conditioning again. Hey, man, I'm not doing seven teams. I go, uh-uh, Joe, come on, we got to do it one more time, Joe. You all right. So, <laughs> so you do, you knock him out again, another seven teams. So shout out to Joel Embiid. Like, that shows you MVP. He doesn't have to do that, you know what I'm saying? But he's willing to do that for, the, for you know, to help his condition and help the team. So Tyrese Maxey has the best Joel Embiid impressions. It's the it's the funniest shit in the world. Oh, that that was sound? pretty good. I like your impression of it, but I think you just gotta hone it. More like a little bit like Joel Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're wild. Uh, you're wild. Hey, the Sixers are gonna do quite Yo, that's such a good impression. <laughs> that's Shout such a boy Roan. Um, but that just shows like the type of player that the Sixers have needed is a guy like Pat Bev mm -hmm. to be a veteran who's going to not take no for an answer and push the best players on this team to be the best. That's the type of shit that this team has needed. You got Joel Embiid running 17s after practice, stay conditioned, stay on his shit and be at his best. That's good for this team. Kelly Oubre one of, I think, seven or eight players to average 27 points a game to like to, have to start a season to start a season in NBA history on this team. He's the only player to average 20 points or more a game last year and be on a vet minimum contract. That's insane, bro. That's insane. That's wild. Kelly Tyrese Maxey, Eastern Conference Player of the Week this week, averaging 30 points a game. Damn. Pitts, you said it. I agreed with you at one point last year. He was on the bench last night with his arms crossed, like looking like Pingu, the penguin. There was somebody in the stands that was dressed like Michael Myers that said, feed me Harden. Keep James Bro. Harden off the basketball court. Thank you. Welcome to my side. I said it last year. Yeah, you know but, I did. No, but I know you did. But it's but nice if the Sixers are gonna play like this, there's no need to have him on the court. Thank you, Th thank you. Someone's listening to the champ finally. It's nice when the champ is listened to. James Harden is nothing but a cancer to your locker room wherever you go. Like I just am so sick of the James Harden elite talk. He's a very good, great basketball player that is unreal one on one and has probably one of the best deep balls I've ever seen. However, when it comes to winning games and your team's success, he does nothing, okay? He really does nothing 
to help the team accept anything to boost his own personal image. I've been saying this for years. I've said that there's at least 10 players, maybe 15 at this point, better than James Harden right now in the oh, NBA. Oh, at this point, yes. And I've been saying that for Rattle years. Rattle them off. Who, who would your top 10 okay, in the I'm NBA go. be right now? All right, I'm Another Pitsy's power. Oh, jeez. We'll go a quick one. I'll just Hit, go the music. Hit the music. I'll just go off the top of my head. This is no Rapid order, too. Fire. Yeah, no, no friggin' order. I can't do that right now. Um, James Harden. No, no, no. Better than. Jason, better than James Harden. Better than, better than him. Jason Tatum. Jokic. Embiid. Um, Dame Lillard. Giannis. Steph. Steph. Um, I'm trying to go like real rapid. Luca. Um, uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, oh man, I'm going. The Spider. Honestly, he actually plays. Um, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, but Kevin Durant. Like, LeBron. Look how long it took me to get to LeBron. Still, but no, you're right. LeBron is better than James Harden, hands down. Um. Anthony Davis. Um, my light falls. It falls on the truth. It, that's what I'm saying, dude. Just, the truth just shocks. Um, I can't say Jalen Brown because the man has no left hand. Uh, the I way Derek White with your played. Anthony Davis take. I don't think Anthony Davis is that good. That's just me. I, I think he uh, – true, okay, whatever. So the point is that there's an argument there and – for this purpose sake, there shouldn't be an argument of player like James Harden should, whatever. doesn't matter. Those are just guys right off the top of my head. Didn't even think just rapid fire that are better than James Harden. Tyrese Maxey is better than James Harden right now. Yeah. I mean, numbers never lie. I'm definitely missing people and put in the comment section below uh, of who I'm missing because you could just rattle off players upon players right now that, are not only better than James Harden, but are better team players and for the team success than James Harden. That's a lot of work, but you get what I'm saying. It's so yeah. happy to see other people on the other side and on my side of this. Also, Nick Nurse. Not that I really ever doubted him. I thought he's always like a pretty solid coach. He's a good coach, man. He's a good coach. He's good. I, he's a I, good coach. I got to put Shout my bias Nick Nurse. Did I tell you uh, when I saw the Arkells last month? At the TLA. Yeah, he was there, right? He was there. That's incredible. That was awesome. That is that uh, is freaking awesome. Who would have thought? We just needed Nick Nurse and Nick Kelly Nurse Oubre. and Kelly Oubre for the Sixers Pat to be Bev. good. Pat Bev. I mean, dude, you've convinced me. That story that we just heard. I Like, that's a good yeah, teammate. That's a good, that's a really like, good teammate. Like, Pat Bev catches really his is. shit because, you know, he's, he's loud. He, he talks shit. But, like, that type of stuff, and I love the Pat Bev pod. I think he and Roan together do such a good job of, like, the inner workings of, like, what it's like being an NBA player. Um, that's the type of teammate and, like, glue guy you want on your team, no matter what sport. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the kind of guy you need. And I feel like, you know, the Sixers now have Pat Bev. The Phillies have a few guys like that, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Edmundo Sosa or Garrett Stubbs and, and glue guys like that. The Eagles have glue guys uh, across the board. You know, you have uh, on the Flyers, you have glue guys and like like a Scott Lawton, who I love. You know, he's mm -hmm. such a good adv advocate for the LGBTQ community, but also like very good, but also glue guy, locker room guy. Like you need Sweet those man. in all of your sports mm -hmm. and 
the Sixers finally having one. And I saw a tweet the other day. It might have been after uh, yesterday's game. It said uh, that somebody saw someone say, the past couple of years has felt like this team was just made up, made up of a bunch of players that just happened to play for the Sixers. This team so far feels like they're Sixers. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. No, it absolutely makes sense. Like this absolutely team feels sense. like they are the 76ers where definitely that like fucking that fucking infiltrator fucking sleeper cell Al Horford was hey. on this team. Hey. We don't talk shit around about Al Horford, Al Horford in my presence. Not Fuck in my the presence. Horfords. Fuck them. Fuck uh, you. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Like, fuck, Albert, fuck you! <laughs> love it. Fucking Larry, dude. Fuck you, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> but, like, it truly has felt that way, where it's just like, these guys just happened to play for the Sixers. And it didn't yeah. feel like they were actually Sixers. Where, like, the Phillies feel like the Phillies. The Eagles feel like the Eagles. Like, mm-hmm. feels like the Flyers are slowly getting like the Union have felt like the Union. Um, so it's nice to finally feel like these guys like feel like our guys again. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time since it's felt like that for the Sixers. I feel. Yeah, I agree. We'll wrap up here with the MLS Cup playoffs. It is brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Download that Tomahawk Shades app just for downloading it. You get a free pair of sunglasses. Who doesn't like free? Who doesn't like free? And Pitsy, they've got the best warranty guarantee in the game. I'm filing it right now because, unfortunately, I have lost a couple pairs of my sunnies on my travels. Uh, calling violent football games uh, and left them in the booth. That's and tough. you, all you have to do is go into their warranty, uh, you know, filing page on their website, let them know what happened, and then all you got to do is pay for the shipping. Real easy. Real simple. Basically, free sunglasses, free guarantee. Uh, just pay for the shipping. And when you go to check out at tomahawkshades.com or in the app, use code USP. For 25% off at checkout, they are the best. They've been rocking with us for years now. Uh, TomahawkShades.com or in the app, use code USP for 25% off your order. Pitsy the Union, uh, take down your New England Revolution. uh, 3-1 on Saturday in the best of three game one of the MLS Cup playoffs in the four versus five seed matchup. Uh, now the Union just have to go on the road uh, and beat the Revolution, and they will advance in the postseason once again, the defending Eastern Conference champions. Um, we were talking before the podcast started, and I was letting you know what the weird postseason schedule is like in the MLS now. as uh, It's a best of three in the opening round, which makes no sense in my brain whatsoever. No sense. Especially in a sport like soccer, where you're on your feet for 90-plus minutes a game. The wear and tear, not only on your feet, but on your knees, is absurd. And to have to play a best of three 
and wait as long as the Union do to now play their next match against New England because the Union played on Saturday, the 28th. The next game for the Union is not until... Not this week. Effectively have a bye this week. Both teams do. They don't play again until Wednesday, November 8th. That's so weird. That's so weird, especially to have uh, a best of three, <clears throat> best of three in the opening round and then go one game throughout the rest. It, it feels like it should be flipped where it's one game for everything and then the championship series should be best of three. Or the, Yeah, the championship series should be best of three. Like that makes sense because it's the two best teams in the league, allegedly. You want to milk all that for what it's worth and get the two best teams to face off twice. For the opening round to do it, it just does not make logistical sense to me. To put in perspective, as we're recording this on Tuesday, Orlando City and Nashville play tonight, and then they play again on Tuesday, November 7th. That's, dude, that's a week separation. Why do you need that much time? The Union have <laughs> a week in between their week of separation. It's crazy. Like, makes no sense. The MLS is adding way too many games into the mix between regular season, League's Cup, the the Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League. There's too many games. Like, Julian Carranza was on PHLY Union this week and said, like, they've played 48 games this year. That's, That's crazy, including travel. And say the Union get to the MLS Cup again. The season started this year in February. The Union played all the way through November last year for the MLS Cup. You have off December. Preseason started in January in Florida. You're, not you're talking about the up. Union playing almost like 14 months. No, seriously. That's, like, like that's way crazy. too much. No professional sports league does that. No. For good reason. It's nuts. Um, but the Union win 3-1. They just got to win on November 8th now. And I think part of part of the scheduling may be the because the, the Revolution play at Gillette. Um, the we Patriots. Talking, the Patriots might be at home upcoming. Yeah, so the Patriots are at home Sunday, November 5th. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's just the turnaround time of – like the, it is the, yeah the, the turf and, and you have to do that. so that makes sense but that's why you don't have an opening round have be and also goes like the i don't know why they're just sticking with the union being on like the saturday wednesday normal mls schedule because teams are playing on tuesdays it's not like yeah. you have to stick to a certain schedule team is teams are playing on tuesday this week and next week uh, yeah, like, they're playing on a Thursday, like they're playing on a Friday, like they're playing on a Sunday. There's open spots to play. Like, I yeah. just don't get the scheduling there. Um, I don't. I, I really don't have anything to say. It's crazy. about it, except that it doesn't make sense. Um, so hopefully the union pull things out, and because the it's weird how this year there's been no buzz around the union playoff run mm -hmm. another good season like not great they finishes the four seed and it's weird how everything worked out like being the one seed doesn't really matter which is mm -hmm. also annoying in the postseason now 
uh, because of how it's formatted. But some weird news like coming out right, right as the season is ending about guys that might not be returning next year. Um, and just a very like doom and gloom vibe around the team going into the playoffs. So hopefully they can win and kind of flip the script there and get everybody back uh, sure. in on the union, because this may be, you know, this iteration of the union's last run to potentially win a championship. Like last year was the year, obviously you were 15 seconds away from doing it. And then it goes to extra time and then penalty kicks and don't even get me started on a championship ending on penalty kicks but yeah exactly exactly um, so. but union win 3-1 good win and uh we'll see how it all we'll see okay. how it all plays out uh, we'll see in two weeks because that's how long we have to wait uh that's all we got for you guys on this episode it's been fun uh make sure you're following us on the socials at underground phi on twitter instagram tiktok threads Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI, twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. Get us to 700 subscribers. We're almost there. Like 81 more of you. The TO number. Let's get Come there. On. That's my Come subscribers on. right there. Those my subscribers. Uh, so go subscribe to the YouTube and uh, be sure to get your merch. PHIapparel.co, code underground for 10% off your orders. Uh, and of course, this podcast presented by the city of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. I also just pulled a mental note in my brain going Tony Reale on PTI. I said we're recording this on Tuesday. It's Monday. It's my old age, guys. It's my old age. You're getting old, man. Silly me. Oh, man. I don't want to get there. Uh, I'm going to. First podcast is a 30-year-old. And you did it. You did it. We did Happy it. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Oh, we see, Mo. We did it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we did it. Uh, this has been episode number 581 of Underground Sports Philadelphia for Patty Pitts, KB. Catch you guys next week, hopefully talking about a big birds win over the Cowboys. We'll be back on Wednesday previewing that game with myself and Matt. We're getting the heck up out of here, though. We are signing off. Peace. I'm